Hi everyone, this is Typhoon Talks, brought to you by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong. And I'm Chen Yang, a consultant here with the firm. Today I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague Connor Cole to continue our serial discussion on the topic of cybersecurity. And we will discuss the importance of data classification and common threats that businesses face these days in cybersecurity. Welcome, Connor. Hi, Jen. How are you? So recently, I came across an interesting article on The Economist, and it says that the world's most valuable resources is no longer oil, but data. As more and more companies are turning themselves into tech giants, data has become the most important assets for these companies. And protecting data has also become a top priority. Mm. But data comes in all kinds of types and channels, so it's important to categorize them in order to manage them. So to start with, Connor, can you tell us what data classification means in cybersecurity and how data can be classified? Sure. So um, data classification is basically the means in which data is protected um, based on its need for secrecy, its sensitivity, and its confidentiality. Um, essentially, what most uh, cybersecurity experts will tell you is that it's very inefficient to treat data the same way when designing and implementing a security system. And this is because um, some data items are, need more security than others, need more access than others, um, have more value than others. Securing everything at one level, a low level, um, is, uh, means that sensitive information isn't secure enough, and securing everything at too high level means that it's expensive as well as restrictive for your staff to access it. Um, so basically what it is, is the process of organizing items, objects, subjects into group, um, and these similarities that the group categories collections have can include a number of different things, whether or not that's their value or the cost to, uh, it, the cost to acquire them, um, the risk they face, the vulnerabilities they face, uh, the level of loss that the company would occur if there was a breach, and also a need-to-know basis on the members of your, your employees. So there's a lot of different factors that come into play um, when you're going through a data classification process. Um, and essentially what we're looking to do with data classification is formalize and stratify, uh, stratify the process of securing data based on an assigned label and process of process importance and sensitivity. Um, so what a data classification system does is provide these security mechanisms for starting, uh, for storing, processing and transferring data. What it does help with as well is that any cornerstone of an information uh, security management system is an asset inventory. So when we go through the data classification process, actually the, the starting point, the building block, is to have a, an inventory of all the assets that your company assigns any value to. And from there, you can start to compare this inventory to a classification hierarchy, which is usually three or four levels of uh, security that you would assign to a piece of data whether or not that's you know, the most confidential level or public or um, sensitive. And each of these different classifications would have a different control assigned to them as well. Um, data classification, obviously, as well, uh, you go through the classification hierarchy, you go through the labeling process, um, you talk about the roles and responsibilities of the employees at a company, and this is obviously all a precursor to user access management, which is uh, a way to control who is accessing your data when and where it goes. So what are the major steps a company should be taking during this data classification process and why is data classification so important? Um, well, yeah, as, as we just talked about, once you have all of your data and you've worked out a classification hierarchy, um, and again, this classification can 
uh, be dependent on a number of different things within the organization. Um, common themes include you know, usefulness of the data, uh, the timeliness of the data, value or cost, um, lifetime of the data, association with personnel, etc. etc. Um, the steps that you would take once you've done this uh, would include, um, again, so I mentioned before roles and responsibilities within the company. So identify the custodian of the data, who is responsible for that data, and define their responsibilities. Um, you would specify uh, criteria on how the information is going to be classified and labelled. You then actually go through the process of classifying and labelling each resource. Um, document any expectation, uh, any exceptions along the ways. Excuse me, um, to the classification policy. Uh, this is so that they get integrated, even if there's outliers. Uh, select the security controls post that. So once you've applied a classification level, you need to provide it a specific level of protection. Um, specify the procedures for declassifying resources. It's very important that once resources are no longer of use or once they're they've lost value, that you don't just leave them in the same security bracket. Um, and then again, uh, very critical is that you create an enterprise-wide awareness program. So looking at all the personnel in the company and making sure they are aware of the classification system and they are using it. So those are some major steps that you would take when looking at your data um, and going through the labeling process to have a functioning data classification system. Uh, why is it important? Uh, again, you know, I mentioned that before, just having the inefficiencies around having no data for classification, having different levels of security around it uh, provides more protection. And as you mentioned, data is becoming such an important, important asset to companies, it's becoming even more important to make sure that they are protected in an efficient manner. So once we have all the data classified, what's the next step? Right, so again, uh, the uh, data classification, as I said before, is, is part of an asset inventory process. Um, and then what you're looking to do is create a risk analysis and a threat analysis to this data. Um, the reason behind that is, is to make sure that when you are selecting the controls to protect the data, those are appropriate. Um, you can't really select which security controls to protect certain levels of, uh, certain levels of sensitive data uh, unless you have worked out how they're vulnerable and which breaches they might be vulnerable to. Um, so, so I guess a bit of risk terminology would be that you know, an asset is anything that should be protected, um, it has any value. Uh, from there, you, you would like to sign a dollar uh, valuation to that asset. Um, whether or not that's uh, a cost or non-monetary expenses, you can look at how much it costs to develop or maintain that asset. And then from there, you'll start to look at the threats and vulnerabilities. Um, for that, you need to take into account a number of different things, including uh, the exposure factor of the asset or the data. Um, you know, for example, it's where, whereabouts it's stored, who has access to it is going to be a huge factor in this. Uh, and then you're working out things like the single loss expectancy, if there is a breach or an attack, um, and what the, the annualized rate of occurrence would be for a breach. So how often do you expect that breach to happen over a year? Um, and from there, you can work out the annualized loss expectancy, which is essentially uh, the exposure factor and asset value will give you a single loss expectancy, and you multiply that by the annual rate of occurrence to work out how much your company would be at a loss if there was a breach to this data. So that's sort of a formulaic way to approach threat analysis and risk analysis. And from there, you can start to work out um, numeric values of loss that your company would face if there was a data breach. Um, six major steps you know, that you would take, um, which is looked at, uh, this is again, part of one of the frameworks of uh, information security management systems. The ISO recommends this process, which essentially is inventory of your assets, you know, assign a value. 
Uh, research each asset and list out the potential threats, calculate the exposure factor and the single loss expectancy. Um, perform a threat analysis um, against a risk matrix. So basically, what is the uh, occurrence likelihood within one year? And then from there, you can work out the annualized loss expectancy and then research countermeasures to put protection methods in place. Um, one of the benefits of doing this is that you can actually perform a cost-benefit analysis post this process where you can work out how much the security controls are going to cost you versus the loss that you would face if a, if a bit of data was breached um, and whether or not it's an appropriate measure to implement. So I know you have been working with a lot of clients on the topic of cybersecurity and based on your observation or say experience, what most common threats that businesses face these days? Uh, there's a long, long list, if I'm honest. Uh, and there's a lot of threats in general to uh, to any business, and you know they say it's impossible to 100% eradicate risk right. to a business. There's, there's no way you're going to be fully protected ever as new risks pop up out of the woodwork. Um, common ones, well, the internal ones are obviously um, just gone through employees, human error. Um, there's been a lot of talk of how cascade errors are a huge issue that can be avoided quite easily, and that's a series of escalating errors. Um, uh, physical movement to data can be quite an issue for companies as well. People don't realize, they think of cybersecurity and they think of vulnerabilities and attack, and they forget that small things like the temperature, loss of data, moving your computers, your physical assets are just as important. Um, user errors and employee errors, human error is one factor, and then obviously on top of that you have the um, uh, criminal activities and malicious hackers as well as uh, information warfare and have uh, and intruders. So essentially when you're looking at the full life cycle of your data and its protection, um, you have your assets which are endangered by threats. Um, threats exploit vulnerabilities to your assets and that exploit a vulnerability results in exposure, which is a risk to your business, and that is mitigated by safeguards. And these safeguards protect assets. So if you're looking at a, a cycle between your data and the control measures you put in place to make sure they are secure, you can see the full 360 of how countermeasures to threats and vulnerabilities uh, mitigate risk and exposure um, to your assets. Is there any recognized certification that the companies can work to work with? Absolutely. Um, there's quite a few certifications and accreditations that can be obtained um, uh, with regards to data classification and further information security management. Um, one of the more popular ones is uh, ISO 27001. Um, it's, it's probably the most popular standard at the moment. Uh, what it gives to to the, uh, the companies trying to implement it is obviously improved um, information security. Uh, they get more stakeholder confidence from their clients. Um, it does minimize risk and protect their assets once they have a data classification process in place. Um, and really what it looks to do is, is enable the secure exchange of information. Now data classification, the asset inventory process, the labeling process, is all part of uh, uh, the ISO framework. It's actually one of the initial stages, um, and uh, it's one of a number of mandatory processes that companies have to have to get the full accreditation. Um, you know, including records of training, skills, and qualifications. Uh, they have there has to be an internal audit trail, management review, 
um, logs of user activities, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to prove that a company is is actually not just having a labeling process, but has a sort of culture of security where their staff are aware and and using the processes and escalating where necessary and constantly checking in on the data. Again, you know, we, we spoke about before about how inefficiencies around misclassification can cause problems for business and the way to mitigate that is to make sure that you are on top of your data, um, you're on top of how your employees are accessing that data and you know, essentially the controls around it. Right. So the majority of cybersecurity issues are rooted in people and process, and as you said, it's almost impossible to eliminate all the threats, but there are a lot of ways that we can do to reduce the risk um, or, or threat uh, exposure. Absolutely. You know, I think, again, you know, mitigating risk 100%, it's, it's never going to work. Um, there will always be new risks, there will always be some sort of vulnerability, um, but you can do a lot of things. And, you know, again, data classification is not a, a complicated process. Obviously, it becomes more convoluted depending on the size of your business, um, but the reality is it's a good process for any business to do regardless of cybersecurity to be aware of what assets your company has. Um, and from there, you know, uh, as you said, process, people, uh, these are all you know, weak links in the chain, um, but there's a lot that can be done to protect them. Right, and it's important to integrate cyber resilience into companies' governance process and corporate culture. Absolutely, that, that could, you know, again, I think that one of, one of the ISO 27001 um, real mantras is that they want to see the, the culture coming through within the employees. It's not just a box ticking exercise where you have all of this data, you have all of these processes written down somewhere. They want, to, they want to see an escalation process, they want to see a classification process, they want to see changing user access management um, and you know, declassification of data, destroying of data, you know, really thinking about how that's going to affect your company. This has been a fascinating discussion. Thank you, Connor, for taking your time to join me today. This concludes this episode of Typhoon Talks. Follow us on Twitter at Typhoon Buzz, iTunes and SoundCloud at Typhoon Talks for all the past episodes. Also, welcome to visit our website at typhoonconsulting.com for more industry point of views. We hope you will join us again next time. Bye. Cheers, Jen.